0: definitely but i mean why am i pimping out other people's stuff when people are clearly here nick for us
1: yeah and we're here to talk about the garbage game club episode four it's technically five but joy doesn't want to count the it's not
0: it's technically three this is the third game we've done
1: oh okay episode four (sighs) three titanfall two and I, I think the reason why I chose, oh, I'm Nick, by the way, if, if we ever do this as a podcast. Fuck, like... that's
0: right. like I'm going to start putting this like on the podcast stuff with Joey Hates Movies, so I should be like, yeah. oh, hey, he's Nick. I'm Joey. We are going to garbage game, close the podcast, or we uh, play a game like a book club and then talk about it yeah, in a kind a of funny, p- kind of analytical way. Yeah. I mean, I can't promise either. But we definitely do our homework, which we is try. something more than I did in middle school.
1: And I think the reason why I chose Titanfall 2 for this episode of Game Club is because Apex Legends came out about a month ago, and it is on fire right now. It is one of the biggest games. It is one of the biggest multiplayer games out right now, and everyone's like, hey, Respawn actually makes good games. Isn't that wild? And they're like, motherfucker, they've been making good games since the original Titanfall But Titanfall 2 is the one that has a single-player campaign. Some people would
0: even say since those are Call of Duties.
1: This is very true. And Titanfall 2 is their first game with a single-player mode um, outside of Call of Duty stuff. And turns out, I think it's pretty good. But Joey, you're a little bit more difficult to please when it comes to games, especially shooters. So... Did you actually like Titanfall 2's single player campaign? I feel like it's important before we break it down to like get, give our top level views. So yeah, you're saying you do like it. I like it quite a bit. You I think like it, it quite a bit. It's a game that I think exemplifies everything a game should be, and I say that because I believe every medium should excel at the thing that makes that medium unique. In filmmaking, it is cinematic storytelling. It is the ability to tell a story via images. In games, it's the ability to actively participate in the action. And normally people are like, Nick, I thought you were a story guy. I love story. Does story belong in games? Sure. But I think more than story, gameplay matters in games. And Titanfall 2 excels at its gameplay. It's story. I couldn't tell you what happened in that story. But the gameplay feels so good. So I guess um,
0: I feel like we're we're making an interesting dichotomy between the two podcasts we're doing because we also do you know Joey hates movies mm-hmm. on Patreon where uh, mostly it's me being um, cynical right. about these movies that I'm like that I'm trying to watch and not really enjoying. Garbage Game Club is like an opportunity for me to play these these games I never played before and like. I probably have a higher percentage chance of enjoying them. But I feel like there's this weird breakdown where I don't like all the movies and I like all the games right now because similar similar to Hollow Knight, which is probably my game of the year in 2018, mm-hmm. similar to Overdin, which is probably like my third best game of the year in 2018 <laughs> and and I think a masterpiece. I don't know how um I don't know how I lived the last two years of my life without playing the Titanfall Two campaign, <laughs> and uh, I I think that it it's never even been a blip on my radar. When when Titanfall Two came out, we at the attack got free beta keys to test out the multiplayer. Yeah, and we did, and I played it for two hours, and I'm like, man, I appreciate what they're doing here. I think it's an evolution of of you know like Call of Duty, and it's fun, but it, it's just not not really for me i wasn't too into the titans um the gameplay was like too fast for call of duty but too slow for quake and i and i put it down i never touched the single player and i never had people tell me to play the single player because uh, i feel like it it goes without saying that that single player fps's have really fallen out of fashion yeah Um, it's it's
1: if you don't have a battle royale, it's what is you doing? Yeah, for for a gun game right now, if you don't have a battle royale, what are you doing? Yeah.
0: But even more so for single player games. I can't remember the last time people were like heralding them since some of the um mid 2000s Call of Duties. Yeah, that's about right. And and, he, and even then like they they started to they started to fall off. So I'm someone who uh grew up loving good single player fps campaigns i played a lot of competitive fps's i played a fuck ton of Counter Strike. i played a fuck ton of dave defeat i even played a lot of um uh uh, source deathmatch so naturally uh for me and most people i think half-life 2 is uh this this bar for what an amazing fps campaign can and will be and and has shaped an industry for the last 15 years.
1: Yeah, I completely agree.
0: And um, I don't know if it's because Respawn uh, you know, has people who idolize that game. I don't know if it's because Respawn made Titanfall in the Source engine. A modified version of the Source engine, the Source 2 engine. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it's that feeling or what. But it truly feels like, not a spiritual successor, but... But where the evolution, an, an, a, a true evolutionary tale from Half-Life, which is um, not to say that I think this game is good because I think Half-Life's good and can compare one to one, but it, but it, it's it's like a distillation and a modernization of that game. And the fact that that never got to me in the last two years bothers me because all I hear about Titanfall is, you know, fuck A, which I'm on board with, kind of fucky A. I don't like the way Apex is doing their battle pass. Um, I think that might be a respawn problem, though. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what respawn did did wrong. I guess like people didn't play their game. It was released in a poor time window.
1: Like they with It got with sandwiched EA. between two EA releases. It, it got sandwiched by Call of Duty, whatever, well, whatever Call of Duty it was. Um, it might have been Black Ops Two. It and uh, Battlefield, whatever Battlefield was released that year. It got sandwiched in between those because Battlefield literally came out the week after Titanfall 2 released. And it came out the week before... Or no, I'm sorry. It came out the week after the Call of Duty release for that year and came out a week before the Battlefield release for that year. So it was just kind of screwed from the get-go. How do you compete? Yeah, you don't. It, it's it's unfair. Even if you don't compete from a multiplayer standpoint, though, I don't
0: know how the messaging on the single-player campaign missed me. I feel like I need to start going on a crusade and being like, hey, have you played the Titanfall <laughs> 2 campaign? Because it's worth your time if you're someone who enjoys FPS single player gameplay. And, I, like, I've had friends who have been telling me about that I played Titanfall 2 and they're like, oh, what, did you, like, go to lunch yesterday with the seven other people who've played that game? Like, motherfucker, I did. I drank the Kool-Aid and please have a sip because you should be playing this game, and that's a long, long, too long of a winded way of me to say that that I that I that I liked it at the top. Everything everything else is prefaced with with I I really like this game. I don't think it's perfect. I don't I think it's perfect. I don't either. think it is my favorite single player FPS. But I would be damn pre- damn hard pressed to to not say that it's one of
1: the top three no, ever. I completely agree, and I think you know you're in for something special from the beginning. Because the way it introduces you, like again, this game is weird. Because I don't think it has a good story.
0: I'd say it actively has. Uh, I was gonna say bad. It it's has. A generic it, has a, it has a paint
1: by numbers yeah, story. It's oh, generic. No. <laughs> It's generic, it's forgettable, it's every hero story. You've, you're an unlikely soldier who gets thrust into a role of responsibility and he ends up becoming a leader through the actions you take in the game. It's, it's fine, you play Matt Mercer and you succeed. Well, great, that's fine. But the moment you know you're in for something different is when you get loaded into the, uh, the, the simulation at the beginning of the game. You get thrust into your tutorial but the tutorial plays very differently than other tutorials in that you kind of have free reign to move around a beautiful environment. That tutorial area is one of the most wonderfully crafted levels I've seen, just from an art direction perspective and an actual design perspective. Like it's just such a cool space to move in, and your guide is this like Titan or this pilot, the the. It's basically like the pilots are the heroes your in mentor. this universe. It's your mentor, and it's a hologram version of your mentor. His, his, uh, his consciousness was uploaded to this, this uh, program you're in. And once you get through, like, oh, this is how you run. This is how you double jump. This is how you wall run. This is how you slide. This is how you use your guns. You get presented with the gauntlet. And the gauntlet is one of the finest tutorials in the world. It, it is right up there with the Call of Duty Modern Warfare running through the SWAT team course to determine your difficulty. It is a almost like a speed running challenge to some extent that based on the time you get from start to end, that's, the game recommends a difficulty based on how skillfully you manage to navigate this obstacle course. And there is a record list that showcases all the people who have beaten you. And fun fact... The person who got the world record for the gauntlet in real life, like a player, he got 12.6 seconds. 12.6 seconds is the speedrun record for the in-universe gauntlet, which is owned by Octane, who achieved this crazy-ass time by using a grenade to propel himself forward, the same thing this YouTuber did. So it's like Octane is specifically designed after this world record holder, Titanfall Two, like YouTuber person, which I think is such a fun little treat. Um, but regardless, how you navigate this, and you have to you have to be able to wall jump, you have to be able to wall run, double jump, slide, and you have to hit your targets along the way. Otherwise, you get pinged for time. And so it's just this like, if you've played this before, you will be at an advantage. But if you haven't, you'll feel compelled to just run through the obstacle course over and over until you get a time where you're like. Oh, that was pretty cool. How did you feel about the gauntlet, Joey?
0: I feel like while it's it's great, it, I am I, I'm a big you know like a Mario one one natural tutorializing, and it definitely feels like I'm in a tutorial. Yeah, which, which which knocks it down a little bit for me. But the the mere fact of how fun it is, and then then playing uh, against yourself and seeing the challenges and seeing like like this fantastical virtual reality world that you're put in, and seeing all the Apex assets that are in there. <laughs> um, is, is is fun. Like, it, it, it it's just simply starts the game off with a safe space for you to explore where nothing can go wrong, and you're just having a good time learning. So it, it, it's, it's hard to say anything bad about it, aside from, like, you are playing in a, quote, tutorial, and you feel like you are. But but you can have fun there.
1: It, it, it's not, it doesn't bastardize a tutorial. No, not at all. And I think it, it exposes you to the thing that Titanfall 2 excels at, movement. Titanfall Two is a game about movement and how movement feels good. Yeah,
0: Titanfall. I mean, uh, going back to like games being built with the Source Engine, uh, because I've played so much Counter Strike, all I want to do is bunny hop everywhere, all the time, <laughs> nonstop. So as soon as I'm playing a game that just lets me do that, because that's what's built into the like that the core of the game has this mechanic in it, the core of the movement system. I'm like, fuck, I'm in. This feels like, this feels like Quake. I, I, I can have you know, air acceleration. I can control my position in air. I can, I can do this fun double jump. I can do this wall run. I can just abuse the f- ever-loving fuck out of the geometry by jumping off walls and, and re-having my, my wall kicks available.
1: And, and nothing makes you feel more heroic then double jumping to a wall run, to a jump, to another wall run, to another jump, to a double jump, slide downhill, and then you shotgun three enemy soldiers. Like, Why haven't I seen more speedruns? Like this game is great for speedruns. You just feel like a badass in every single moment. The game turns you into a one-man army, which isn't unique to first-person shooters, but this is the only one that actively earns that feeling that you get when you succeed. And you build your way up to it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the game starts you off. Again, one thing we're also not talking about is the fact that you can control the Titans. And the Titan is this oversized mech that you get. You can, like, get into the cockpit of and then you control. It is an extension of you. And, again, it's not as agile as you, but it's big and heavy, whereas you are light and squishy. And it can slide. It can, like, not really slide. It's like a dash and it can melee, and it has, like, each class of Titan has, a, has an ultra- ability. Nine loadouts. But once you get deposited into the first level, your mentor dies, and then you get given access to his Titan named BT. And BT, I would argue, even though this game has a bad story, is the best character in the game. He's actively interesting. He's funny when he's not meant to be, because he is a robot who responds to human interactions in a way that only a robot can and that's funny to us
0: I don't know um, I, I like BT, I think that one of the cool things that most people will talk about when they're talking about Titanfall 2 is that they make you care about a non-human character mm-hmm. which is really interesting and hard to do in gaming, like it's proof positive that like they can make you care about someone who's not a human or a dog I guess um, so that's, that's cool um, I wasn't in love with all of their voice interactions because it did feel... Cheesy? Cheesy. But, <laughs> but the, the game doesn't take itself seriously. No, not wh- at all. Which is what makes it redeemable. Because it feels cheesy, it feels contrived, it feels campy. But none of those are in a bad way. And I have to, as someone who naturally doesn't like campiness, I have to pull myself back and be like, hold on, this is like... Uh, like an artistic choice yeah and sure. and and it might not be my my personal cup of tea, but what they're doing is good um i I wish that um I wish that Matt Mercer had more dialogue options, like all the dialogue that you can have with b t feels kind of like
1: silly i like that there's two choices though every time you need to respond to one of bt's queries because you'll be doing something where you have to choose and it's like oh this is a really inconvenient time to try and hit that key while i'm navigating this environment but i like that you have to make that split second choice it's like oh do i want to choose the funny line or do i want to choose like the the normal line or whatever and i like that the game presents that option where other games would just have it be a scripted sequence from beginning to end, and you have no say in the matter. I like that they give you that option. But it feels like they give you
0: just enough where I wish there was more. Mm. Like, I wonder what would have happened if, say, this game baked for another six months, and they got to record, you know, more dialogue, more script to see how much... it. my biggest complaint is that I, I feel like I wanted more from everything. Like everything was a proof of concept that something can be done really well. But if it was taken to the nth degree, if I had more dialogue options that I feel like mattered, if I feel like I could have randomly talked to BT at my own free will, if I, if I feel like I cared about the main character at all, Mm -hmm. um, Cooper. Yeah. Or Matt Mercer. Um, then, then, then I feel like I would have been more
1: excited. Um, See, I, I'd posit that this game is vertical slice the game in that they give you all thrill, all thriller, no, uh, what is it? No, no filler, all thriller or all killer. It's just all the fat's been trimmed and it is just from beginning to end one unique cohesive experience from beginning to end. Um, and it doesn't overstay its welcome. The game takes like five hours to beat. And it's just a good experience that ends, and that's it. That's all you're left with. Yeah, it's, it's fun. I, I appreciate but, the boldness that it takes to make a game that's this good this short.
0: I, I've i never understood the logic of good games needing to be like 8 plus hour 20 plus hour experiences. It's usually
1: a publisher demand.
0: I I prefer and I and I I'm accepting to be in the minority here. I prefer my game experiences like this to be
1: uh between 4 and 7 hours. That that's a reasonable thing because in in the era of um pub, uh, publishers or which is all of games essentially. But going back to like the early PlayStation era, there are games like Vagrant Story who have a natural conclusion in, like, a gameplay loop sense of the word at about 12 to 15 hours, but due to publisher demands, they force you to – they force developers to revisit ideas that they've already done in the game proper and do it again so that they can artificially inflate how much time a player's committing to a game. So at the end, it just feels like a bloated experience without, like, you've done all the things that this game does interesting once – why do i need to do it four times and so that's something that's just an old holdover because now more than ever it's harder to hold a player's attention on one game so i get it but at the same time just you gotta kill your babies. you're not kill your babies you gotta you gotta just have the boldness to have one experience that here to hear first everybody nick is pro baby death (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you got to kill the babies.
0: Um, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that they respect my... I, I appreciate games that respect my time because I don't have the time that I would want to invest in mm-hmm. these games. So, Titanfall 2 does a lot of things once because that's all you need to do them. Although, that being said, I could
1: probably play a whole game <laughs> with the time-swapping mechanic. I Before I speak about the time-swapping mechanic... What were your thoughts when you got to that level? Like, like, uh, like, like, give me some more more work. What's your natural progression when you entered that level? When you're like on the, 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 the rooftops of the old buildings and you're looking down, there's like dinosaurs and stuff in the level. Like you don't really think much of it, but as you work your way through the facility, you get the flashes back to the past. Like, I, I want to know what it was. I want to relive my first moment playing through this level. Oh, just, how did you feel about it? I'm like
0: I mean, I the truth is that I'm not super interesting in this way because I'm like, well, this is a new mechanic. Mm. Like like there wasn't a lot of like wonder or whimsy I'm like, okay, so this this is cool, this is different. I, I I'm like am I hallucinating? What well, was my first thought? I wasn't thinking about like straight time travel. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And then my second thought was if i was immediately use case testing it so if i move in one plane am i moving the same distance in the other so like if i'm standing if i try and rush through and bunny hop to the end of where the next door is mm-hmm. will i instantly be there at the open door when i swap back so for me it, w- it was much i much more mechanical and much less whimsy, which I can probably wear a shirt because that, that says that because it just kind of <laughs> describes my life.
1: Um, but, see, they build the level around people like me and like you because they allow you to take advantage of the fact that there are enemies in this environment, but there aren't in this environment. Or, hey... This environment has way less enemies than this environment. Or, hey, this floor's on fire here. I could just wall run, or I could just walk through it if I want. I like that they present so many options for you to navigate this level where I think a lesser talented team would have been like, hey, time swapping is a mechanic. The door's closed in this timeline, but in this timeline, it's open. And they do that to some degree here, but they allow you a far it's bigger good. playground. It's, it's, there,
0: there, there's layers on layers, and it's fun to go back and forth and just to play around. And the fact that you can do it so quickly without a cooldown, I can swap to another, I can swap to another time zone, I can reload, I can come back, I can shoot someone, I can reposition around the back of an enemy and execute them, swapping back and forth Mm -hmm. in time zones. You know, there's, there, you know, the times where I have to do like platforming challenges while changing time zones is fun. That was fun. Having to do, um, like having to do two different fights at the same time in two different time zones is fun. They they really fully explored it really quickly, which which was just fun. I mean, I, I think there's a reason why almost everyone says, like, oh, man, this is the best That's level. That's the level.
1: Game. Yeah, bec- and- because that level could be its own game. Yeah, they could have built an entire game around this mechanic. And you know what? I I would play it. Because I think it feels good to do that. You gotta have the same movement. You gotta have the same movement. But like going back to like story, I don't care about the story in this game, but I like the mini narrative that was going on in this time travel level because when you go to the past, everyone's like, Who the hell is in this base? We have an intruder and they are phasing in and out of existence. What the hell is going on? And there's like live feed from whoever's running the base telling guards where you are at any given moment. And then when you hop back to the present, it's just gone. But it continues if you're not in that environment. So I found myself trying to spend more time in the past so that I could hear what they were saying because I was so entertained by the fact that I am just screwing this company over because I am a visitor from the future. And I think it's such a fun idea to explore. And it felt it wasn't it wasn't like procedurally a generated dialogue, but it felt that way because of how you phased to the past and that is good design that's good narrative design
0: how do you follow that level up though with like weird laser key
1: system (laughs) what what do you mean
0: like i don't even know what to call that gun like oh hey you got a you got that arc reactor that uh opens (laughs) doors now are you excited about that and i'm like no give me my time
1: glove back game I, i think that uh titanfall by design is a game that's mirrored In many ways from beginning to end with the time travel level as the midpoint and i think that if you look at the design of the levels from the first level to the last level they mirror each other in some pretty interesting ways so when you first descend into the imc base or whatever the bad company is called you're like traveling on the pipes and then you're seeing the bits and pieces of what looked like a house being built Whereas later on in the game, you are traveling on the destroyed remnants of what used to be land. And I think that you can kind of see some symmetry to some extent. And again, I might be stretching a little bit, but I do think there is some symmetry in how the the level designs mirror each other from beginning to end. But can we talk about that level building thing for a bit? I think that level is very cool. Where you're traveling on the platforms of a house being built, and you're like... Well, what is this what's going on it's a factory that's building a room oh no it's building a house it's building a house why is it building a house i don't know oh, i guess it's like a they're developing homes wait why is a terrorist company building homes for people this doesn't make any sense and then the realization comes when you get put into a training combat zone and it's like oh wait we were just building property that you can destroy in a a battlefield like it's such a cool realization and the vertical travel in that level is just so fun ah it's such a good moment and it reveals itself in such a clever way i love that level very much (laughs) they all have they all have something
0: fun to do they all have a gimmick the point there's there's nine levels they all have something unique it's not it's not, like a, uh, it's not like a Metroid game where, like, you're getting your abilities and then you're, like, you know, you're growing with the game. And then by the end of the game, you have all your abilities unlocked and you're using all of them at the same time. Each one has its own flavor. Um, I mean, you can even play them out of order if you don't care about the story because, yeah. I mean, whatever. And, and they're all fun. You can drive a cruise ship with a knife.
1: That's fun. <laughs> and how cool is that hacking knife? I mean, I was, like, a little eye-rolly at it. It's so neat. Like, design-wise, I that's what I really like about... I think why the Titanfall universe resonates with me so much is that I think that it's, art direction-wise, just a cool world to be in. I like the technology. I like the mercenary, private-military companies. I dig all that. I like the mechs. I think it's such a fun touch. Um, but I, I think, like... After you leave the time travel level, I I found myself thinking, like, there's nothing that can beat that. Like, there's nothing that's going to be as good. But I think that the next-to-last level gets pretty damn close with you getting dropped in your Titan. We haven't really talked too much about the Titan gameplay, but I think getting dropped with a squad of Titans, again, mechanically and gameplay-wise, not the most interesting, but I think from, like, an epic moment in like a hero story where it feels like oh this is the part where we rise up and try and beat the bad guys it feels like a very like lord of the rings-esque the battle for uh what is it called you got me dude it's the big battle in the twin towers uh helms deep there you go it feels like the helms deep level of scope of epicness where you are just a squad of titans going up against another squad of titans in what effectively feels like a SWAT battle between two SWAT teams, which I just think felt and looked really cool.
0: I wasn't I wasn't that into uh, the Titan uh, combat segments because I felt like the classes weren't super balanced. I always wanted to like play certain things and like I had like a very easy strategy. Um, I, I I switched the game mode to be even harder on the Titan segments. Actually. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, because I'm like, oh, this is. I feel I feel like this needs a little bit of extra flavor. I loved the the scale of epicness that it, that, that that it gave. Um, but I feel like I preferred the on foot moment to moment gunplay combat because when you step in the Titan, you get the feeling of like this big gravitas of being w- inside your Titan and being a near und- indestructible force. Um,
1: but you don't have the movement you do. Yeah, you're you're no longer nimble, but you can take a punch. Whereas when you're on foot, it's the opposite. You die very quickly. Which I think it's it's a, it's a nice balance to some to some extent. And I think, like, I am definitely an outlier in the way I think about this. But I'm a big fan of mecha stuff, like just Gundams, mechs, and just technology that is an extension of our body i think it's super fascinating and this is something that really hit me because i'm a big fan of austin walker from uh, waypoint vices waypoint their gaming outlet and he said about criticism involving mechs and just the mecha genre is any question a fan should ask of the mech genre is how are mechs being represented in this world that you're in who is allowed to pilot them how do they make up for the shortcomings of the human body? And is it interesting, those shortcomings that they make up for? And I think this game does that in some pretty interesting ways from a lore and world-building perspective in that only private military companies and government-mandated facilities are allowed to use Titans. And to some extent, you know, the pilot is nimble and fast, whereas the Titan is slow but can take a punch. And I think that... It, It does some, it says interesting things about humanity and just how we handle tools. And that's just something that I appreciate that the game touches on to some extent. And again, I'm a super outlier in this, but I think if you are interested in getting into that sort of thing, you should start asking those questions of the giant robots and the media you like. I think there should be more double deaths of main characters. Double deaths? Yeah. Well, how so? What's the double death?
0: Well, BT dies twice. It feels like, <laughs> I I was a much bigger fan of his first death, where he just gets murdered from the inside. I'm like, oh man, that's that's cool. That's the closest the game gets to like making me like upset because I'm losing this connection with this titan. You don't know that you're gonna be able to like you know save his conscious or whatever. But then when he just sacrifices himself for humanity, it's like. This is like an Avengers movie
1: now. That's the way the game is supposed to end, you know? Like from the the fact that how campy this story is, like how by the book it is like, "Oh yeah, this makes sense." And then it
0: expedites by the end credits scene where you see everyone being like all sad. <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, there I am. I'm so
1: tough and grizzled, I'm a pilot now." I'm going to I'm going to be a little bit controversial here and say that the uh the time travel level though is not the best that this game has to offer. I am going to argue that after BT's first death, you are presented with the, re- the full realization of what Titanfall 2 is distilled in a four-minute gameplay segment where you are given the smart pistol from the original Titanfall that everyone complained about because it is a gun that is overpowered in multiplayer because you don't have to be good about aiming it. It just aims for you. You just have to worry about not dying. And I think... Taking that gun, extracting it from a competitive environment and putting it into a single player experience where you don't have to worry about being fair, really, and coupling it with the movement and the design of that moment where you're trying to escape the base, it feels so good to do that portion of the game. Like it just it is everything I wanted from Titanfall 2 in a four-minute segment. It feels so so good. And it's just cool. It's so cool. But how did you feel about it, Joey?
0: <laughs> my favorite part of FPS is, is showing that I'm really good at like aiming with my mouse and getting headshots. So but, I'm like, But Titanfall 2 isn't a skill shot game. It's not. Yeah, headshots don't even really matter. The most thing that gets to really be skill shotty is when you go to shoot the robots in the
1: back. Which, if you do right, pretty effective. Um, th- that moment shows the developers understand what Titanfall 2 is. It's a game about moving fast and looking cool doing it. And that moment cements it for me. It's it's fun. It's fun because it's quick. I, I,
0: I'm happy that I didn't have the option to use the auto pistol for the full game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It would have been bad if they, if they gave you that gun for the, the whole game. It's perfect that you only get it as the emergency kit in this dire situation, which is such a fun story conceit for such a cool moment. Yeah. Ugh. Man, Titanfall 2 is very good.
0: Are you, are, are, are you done gushing? Am I done gushing? I have a list of things that I wrote down that uh, made me think of Half-Life when I played this game. Oh, like what? Um, so in Titanfall 2, I crawled in vents. I crawled in air vents. <laughs> um, I rode along an assembly plant line. <laughs> uh there's literally source engine sound effects in it. Yeah. Um the Titans, uh one of them's called Dog. <laughs> and I mean they already look, you know They look like dogs. The loading screens too. being still panoramic images from the levels <laughs> yeah. is another thing. And um having those weird alien creatures fight humans and like you being able to watch that is definitely like a humans versus zombies versus antlions thing. And that's just like the ones I know. Without diving any deeper, so I mean, if, if I'm bringing this more full circle and scratching that 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 itch as someone who you know is is a Half-Life fan, it feels like if if you were bummed that you never got to play another game like Half-Life after Episode Two,
1: <laughs> you're um, for
0: a treat. You should play Titanfall because it, it's not that. I think that um, some things that makes Half-Life really special. Like uh, you know, uh, driving your airboat f- through through um, sector seventeen to be able to get from one level to the other. Like ha- Titanfall two, um, I wish there was more continuity and like less segmented. getting from. Yeah, it, it feels like oh, okay, I'm on level two now. Yeah, like there can always be a Mario level that Mario market that pops up level two one for the chapters. Um, where, whereas other stories like uh, like Bioshock or Half Life are really good at making you feel like you're oh you're not you're not teleporting between levels you are playing the whole experience and like you have to do the work of walking from point A to B um, that's missing in Titanfall which is probably for the game they designed better because it would just pad it out game length but I think that that's a really important part about um, shooters like this yeah which that's is history. why if, if I were to make the, uh, the Joseph Thymian list of best FPSs, single-player FPSs. It would go Half-Life, then I think... This is a little off the cuff, but I'm pretty sure that I'm right about this. I might revise this later. Check my Twitter. Um, <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's Half-Life 2, the original Bioshock, Titanfall 2, and then maybe COD 4, and then what happened? A Halo. Halo 2. In in order, if I if I were to list the top five best single player FPSs, Titanfall 2 is the third one behind Half Life and Bioshock. So if that's not an endorsement and the best company you can be in for a game like that, like I I I dare you to, to, to come up or try and challenge me with an FPS that you think is better than those three. Because I'll say you're stupid. That's a solid
1: list. Do you have a counter-argument there? Of... I'd probably rate Bioshock a little bit lower. Uh, I think for the time that it was released, and it was very unique and one of a kind. I think there's design-wise some problems with how that game is built, but I don't disagree. I think it's such a fun world. Um, BioShock lacks. BioShock makes up for the writing. What
0: BioShock what, what? Titanfall two lacks. I don't think BioShock <laughs> is a particularly fun game to play, though. BioShock two is a very fun game that has iffy shooter mechanics,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is it. which is a weird thing to say for a shooter. But but the whole being able to explore Rapture and dive into it, like it's like it's uh like being able to do some kind of analytics on just your experience in the adventure. I think really is is what elevates that game and if if you're trying to be heady about it. Yeah. And Call of Duty 4 has good shooting and Halo has like good shooting kind of um, I think Halo tit- just has
1: a like a cool cohesive story that just feels grand.
0: Titanfall and Half-Life two of the biggest complaints about those two games in particular is that um, the AI isn't good. Yeah. Like, like, but you're always having fun. You're not like, I don't like, uh, Gears of War shoot. Even though we're talking about with, like a third person now where I'm like, or, um, I don't like, a a Bioshock Infinite where it's a lot more like I'm trying to get into cover or I'm trying to like pad out my time and like take pod shots. Like a game, a game like Half-Life, a game like Halo, a game like Titanfall where you are. Um, a superhero is such a sense where you are playing someone who doesn't need to be in cover. You just fucking cause chaos because you're you're this fra- force of nature. Um, is 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 more fun? So I don't know. Ba- ba- to, to my question. Do, do you think there's any? Do, do you think there's something criminally wrong with that? Is is there another shooter that you would? No, uh, Recommending that list.
1: Chat's actually saying some interesting stuff. Um, Battlefield. Like I'm wrong because then no, they're wrong. No, no, no. They're saying like Battlefield, bad company, single players rank should rank pretty high. Doom 2016. I don't disagree with.
0: Doom with 2016 that. is up there. It's it. Uh, it it loses points for me from a personal taste standpoint. Um, I think Doom is a super fun FPS to play, but you lose. St- a, you lose a lot in like those good mechanics. It's almost too fast
1: for its own good. Uh, Bad Company Two has a has, has a really fun story and stuff. I I think the only thing I could posit I don't think it's perfect, but I think that there is a conversation to be had about the merit of Wolfenstein Two to some extent. I don't think it's perfect, but I think it does a like lot. Like the older
0: of Wolfenstein issues. Two, or like like the new
1: the, Wolfenstein the new one, the uh, the Machine Games Wolfenstein Two.
0: I think. I think yeah, I think that that would be included in a conversation, and is also like highly beneficial to its probably story. not top three though. Not not top three, but if you're making a top ten list, I would definitely put Doom in there, Wolfenstein in there, and probably Bad Company. I think all those games would make my top ten list that we just talked about. But I think that there's a wide gap between something that is um, Half Life, Bioshock. Titanfall, and then everything else. But what about Daikatana? I don't
1: (laughs) know. Gold Knight. Knight, Knight, Knight. Before we wrap up, I think it'd be kind of silly to not touch on it uh, even a little bit, but uh, the allusions to Apex Legends... I think are kind of interesting. Are they
0: illusions if they were... No,
1: I mean... Apex Legends are illusions to
0: Titanfall. Correct. So when you're working backwards, having never played Titanfall... ...and only played Apex, it's like, oh, that's where the jump pad assets come from, or that's what caustic traps are modeled after, or, or, (laughs) oh, wow, all the ship drop pods are now lifeline care packages. When people
1: were dying escaping the ship, I was going, come and get your care package, which is funny, kind of. Well, when you fight the, uh, what is it, the Ronin titan the one that can phase in and out of existence it's like oh the idea is more world building wraith was an ex-pilot and her titan was the ronin titan because it could phase in and out of existence it malfunctioned thus giving her the power to phase in and out of existence and those voices that she's hearing in her head that's the own skills and senses of a pilot the pilot are the pilots are superhuman they can hear things and see things that normal people can't. So it's just a little more world-building in there, which is pretty cool. And uh, the fact that the mercenary company you're fighting are the Apex Predators. And the card that they give you is their banner card. And it's just a lot of fun nods that they decided to base Apex The Legend logo's on.
0: almost the same. I mean, like Pathfinder are those robots. Um, it's
1: It's just... The neat. guns... The if guns, yeah. Else,
0: like, the guns are 90% the same. Except the
1: Devotion in Titanfall 2 is way better than it is in Apex Legends.
0: And the Mozambique.
1: <laughs> and the Mozambique.
0: <laughs> and there's a lot of Mastiff ammo everywhere.
1: And there's guns that aren't in Apex Legends, which they will is be. exciting. Time you will know,
0: Those are the first guns to come to Apex.
1: Absolutely. So... Yeah, that was Titanfall 2. If you guys haven't had the opportunity, we didn't spoil anything because, frankly... I mean, we spoiled some stuff. He dies twice. There's nothing quite worth spoiling. It's just a game that needs to be played.
0: If I haven't talked you into playing it, then I should reevaluate my ability of being a salesman. <laughs> and also, you should reevaluate your status as a gamer.
1: <laughs> Damn, roasted. but seriously. But as is tradition in all garbage game club, we have to make another recommendation for the next game club. So since I chose Titanfall 2, Joey... What is the next Garbage I'm Game I'm doing club?
0: something shitty and not a shitty game per se, per my opinion. I'm doing the thing where I'm using this as a platform to get Nick to play games that he hasn't played yet. Because there are other games that I want to name right now that we're definitely going to get to in the future that I'm not going to spoil that are on my Steam wish list if you want to look at it. Spoilers. But, I mean, that, you have to be invested to get that spoiler. <laughs> There's a couple there that I'm pretty excited about. We're going to have enough another next couple of months. But... For my money, Nick's backlog of games is not played to my satisfaction. And you're going to be like, oh, I know what Joey's going to recommend. He's going to say Nick should play ukulele. Yes, I want him to do that. It's been two years. We could have a great conversation about it. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. It's going to happen eventually. It's going to happen eventually. Warning. I own it. He does own it. But another game that Nick bought on Black Friday on sale that he booted up once that he started to roll his eyes at that he was like, oh, man, I, I got to play this. And I've been bugging him about for um, two months because it's, it's, it's a, it is a type of game that I enjoy um, by a director that Nick loves. So if you Dude, haven't was, figured out yet... That it's South I, by
1: Southwest Best Narrative winner.
0: Yeah, if you haven't figured out yet what... We're gonna play the guessing game is over because um, we're gonna play Detroit Become Human, and, <laughs> and uh, Nick, that was a nervous laughter <laughs> because I think this is I think this is gonna open us up to, to a couple things. Um, we 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 can play we can play a game that, that's a nice conflict exclusive. We can play a game that's now
1: for now cheap. It's, if, it's if it's announced for PC it's
0: true. today. We 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 can play a game that, that, that should be easy and low stakes for someone to get into. Uh, if that's we can play a game that's very polarizing we can play a game that i'm just gonna make it i'm gonna make a prediction that both of us might not love like we loved the last three games prior correct so i think that it might create a little bit of an interesting conversation and i'd love to hear um what you guys what you guys also think because uh you got you got you got a little while to play it uh i I would recommend you play i'm probably gonna play it Again, which will be an interesting experience because I really don't think you should play those games more than once. Um, so, so yeah, I, we're we're gonna do Detroit Become Human. I believe our goal this this is uh this is unofficial, so take this with a grain of salt. Uh, but but my goal is to be at minimum doing one of these a month, which I think is really obtainable, especially if we're playing games that aren't like you know forty hour runtime games like Hollow Knight. Correct. So. A uh, lot of talking to tell you to say. I think you should play Detroit Become Human. I think even if you're someone who might be wincing a bit at the thought of playing Detroit, like like Nick is, should do it for the sake that I think that it'll be, uh, it, it, it'll be, it, it'll it'll make. the the homework makes the podcast i think yeah i I haven't gotten too much feedback about people who listen when they have played the game versus listen who haven't played the game and and how that makes them feel but but i i I think that now more than ever um i I don't want to say it's required reading but it's going to
1: help a lot yeah i mean it's it's being included in the conversation and that's always fun
0: and speaking of being included in the conversation before we wrap it real quick i do know that we did decide to do this one live on youtube after an episode of cyber garbage which you can check out at twitch.tv slash cybergarbage, and you can join our Discord at cybergarbage.cool. And if you want to support us on Patreon, that's patreon.com slash cybergarbage, where we, we do these live sometimes. We're going to give people early access to these and then eventually put them all on uh, podcasting networks because uh, it's going to be helpful to grow our audience to have this public, I think, maybe. But uh, we are, we're, we're, we're live on YouTube right now as of recording, and it would probably be a shame to just not take... A hot second to see if anyone has any questions from chat.
1: Yeah, if you guys have any questions, please let us know. Uh, like next hunter, who said he thought the next game was going to be Command & Conquer Renegade.
0: Oh, <laughs> man. I could only have so many erections. I think... I've I, never played I a Command
1: & Conquer game.
0: I think there's a value in doing a game like that like making Nick play Brood War, making Nick play Command and Conquer and Renegade, Nick making me play like Chrono Trigger or some dumb bullshit. <laughs> um, but like, be, be because the, there, there is something too stretching out of our comfort zone, but I think as we're starting to evolve this podcast and get it to be a very regular thing, um, there, there's value to doing things that are somewhat more recent, somewhat easily obtainable, somewhat short And something that isn't going to be so out of our wheelhouse that it's hard to sit down and do. Because ultimately, like, we're all busy, and spending, you know, that much free time on something like Command and Conquer could just be rough for Nick. (laughs) But why would it be rough for Nick? Also, like, I, I feel like, like, Oberdin, we were able to have like a really cool conversation about game design, mm-hmm. like Titanfall, we were able to have a really cool conversation about FPSs. Hall and I were able to have a really cool conversation about like that genre of Metroidvanias. Um, I don't know if we could have those same types of of genre conversations and uh, literary analysis on something that's Command and Conquer, because um, there's not too much lit. Which isn't the right use of lid, I guess. But like there, there isn't too much analysis to do there on a story. And mechanically, it would be really one-sided being able to talk
1: about I strategy mean, games. I think it's important to be able to, like, if you're a, ga- a game designer who makes strategy games, you have to be making a game, too, to some extent for people who've never played it. Like who've never played a strategy game. So how do you do that? And yeah. I think I would be approaching it from that perspective. It's
0: probably one of the most unwelcoming genres overall for that though. Yeah, I, mean, if I you're completely looking at a game agree. And that's that old, it's gonna commit even worse
1: crimes. I'm down though. I'm down for some RTSs. I've actually been wanting to hop into an RTS, but just looking for an excuse to do it. So maybe this podcast is that excuse.
0: If I had to do one, although Command and Conquer has a place in my heart, I think I can talk more about StarCraft. Or I think it would be more interesting overall to play. to We have Nick play Company of Heroes. I have that. That's 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 peeling back the curtain a lot. That that that's a lot of analysis not on the on the podcast and trying to make a good product.
1: So uh, hopefully uh, you like hearing. Is Command and Conquer that. Renegade the one where you could be a f- FPS? It's like an RTS, and then you could take control of an individual unit. Yeah, dude. That's the only one that I've been interested in for Command and Conquer. I was like, "Oh, that's cool. It's it's an interesting conceit." It's definitely the most fun. <laughs> um, what, what what else are people saying in the chat? Uh, I am Ed suggesting Well Dwarf Fortress is coming to Steam. <laughs> that's a game that is impossible to talk about since it is just a simulator. It would be a podcast about us telling our stories with Dwarf Fortress. Have you ever played that, Joey? No. Dwarf Fortress is pretty cool. It is just a universe simulator. (laughs) And you get some really one-of-a-kind experiences that are just entertaining, for sure.
0: Yeah. I I
1: guess that would be really hard to work in. It's, it's It's a game that you would let run and look at occasionally and see what happens. You could watch something else on TV. And then, like, check in and be like, oh, that's interesting that this is happening. All because I decided that this town didn't need a well. Cool. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, Next Hunter saying, saying uh, Company of Heroes is a 10 out of 10.
0: Company of Heroes might be the second best RTS of all time behind StarCraft.
1: Marmadukean, who is up for God knows whatever reason, is saying that we sold him on Titanfall 2.
0: Yeah, I I I want to say uh, if if you've if you've listened to this and now it's a bad time to say this uh, I guess but if if I convinced you to play t- if either of us sorry Nick convinced you to play Titanfall two uh, let us know in the Patreon comments yeah I'd be very do. interested to know who didn't play but is now interested in playing.
1: Uh, Next hunter said I like Eureka Seven way's way of handling mechs with LFOs that are nimble and are as vulnerable as a human than the big giant. Heavy mech style from BattleTech universe, which that's is that's a nick question. That is a to- <laughs> totally fair observation, but it's one of those like the way the mechs are used are just they're, it's very different, you know. And I think that the way they make up for like in the Eureka Seven universe, you should still ask how is this mech an extension of the human body and why is it the way it is and who's allowed to pilot them and again my favorite austin walker like quote just period is we could have made them look like anything but we decided to make them look like us what does that say about us creating things in our own image we could have made these giant tanks look like anything but we decided to make them look like us why and that is, I think, the application of fiction that a lot of people think like, well, what what does anime say about the human condition? It's not necessarily anime per se, but it's the, t- the, the, the subject matter being handled. And I think the fact that we put a little bit of ourselves in anything we design says a whole hell, hell of a lot about us for some very interesting reasons. And the fact that we make... Machines of war look like us in this context. It's pretty interesting.
0: i am just throw out that I've never played Killer 7.
1: Oh, we should play Killer 7. I think that's kind of a long game, though. You said though.
0: Eva 7, and I was like, that, I've never played Killer 7. That,
1: that was Eureka 7. It's an anime, but Killer 7 is also the only good Suda 51 game.
0: The first No More Heroes was fun. It's fine. I mean, I guess it's <laughs> fun, fun and good, right?
1: Yeah, Killer Seven. Twelve and a half
0: hours. What the fuck?
1: What Killer Seven? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of long.
0: Ugh. Scratch that. All right, you got you got one more.
1: Uh, let's see. Lampoon just wants to know what are the must-buy games this year? Like, and again, this year just started. Like,
0: like that have come out or that are coming out?
1: I think either or.
0: Um, hold on. This is going to be boring. I'm doing a very light Google search.
1: Uh, Let's see. Off the top of my head for sake of like just.
0: Dead or Alive 6. No. Fuck.
1: Uh, Ape Out is really good. I'm really enjoying Ape Out. It's Hotline Miami but jazz instead of uh, like cyberpunk outrun style music. Uh, that's pretty cheap. Uh in addition to that Apex Legends. <laughs> um let's see. I haven't I wanna pick up Metro Exodus purely because it's an RTX enabled game and I wanna see what that looks like on my my graphics card.
0: Oh I mean I'm gonna buy a twenty seventy. I mean I bought a twenty seventy. You can just pay me for Metro Exodus. Sell it to you at cost.
1: What why, cost. why? to you? Why? What do you mean? Does it come with it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm getting
0: a copy that I'm not, not going to want to play.
1: Oh, uh, NexHunder pointed out uh, Epic Game Store has the exclusive rights to Outer Worlds. The new, uh, is, it's not Black Isle. It's the New Vegas people. Is it Black Isle Studios? I forget the name of the New Vegas studio. Monolith. Is that what it is? But regardless, I am excited for Outer Worlds. And the fact that it's on the Epic's, Epic Game Store is not a deterrent for me.
0: I'm I, looking at games that that are said they're coming out but like don't have a date yet.
1: I own Ashen, which is well, the League's game
0: Mansion 3.
1: Oh, that'll be good. Joey, you should play Ashen. We should play Ashen.
0: No, I had a lot of people tell me that I wouldn't like it. Oh, really? I I had I have a lot of people who too, I trust her but like, yeah, you should it. Oh,
1: by. Next Hunter said it's Obsidian. There you go.
0: Um, what's the 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 guy who wrote New Vegas is working on the sequel to a game it's like kind of a zombie game. It's like you're kind of free running.
1: Uh, uh, Dying Light 2.
0: I I'm, I'm, I, I can't remember the name, but I'm interested in Dying Light 2.
1: That's Chris Avalon. He wrote the original Fallout, Fallout 2, and New Vegas.
0: If, if I had to say three games that I know are coming out that I'm interested in, it'll be that, uh, Dying Light 2, the new Luigi's Mansion game, and Shakiro comes out on Friday.
1: Yeah, Sekiro comes out this Friday. I am cautious about it. It has none of the things that normally get me flustered for the Soulsborne games, but I am very curious to see what that game holds. I'm
0: going to be gone, like, all weekend, so I don't think I'm going to actually be able to play it, which is kind
1: of a bummer. Oh, I'm going to be playing it all weekend. And maybe I'll stream it. Uh, Z Master saying Zone of the Enders 2. Is a game that he wants to play again because of all the mech talk. I've never played a Zone of the Enders game. That's like one of the only Kojima games outside of uh, Police Knots that I've never played. One of these days, I'm gonna do a full Let's Play of Snatcher and Police Knots, and that's gonna be fun. Those are some of Kojima's first games—not his first, but some of his first. But I think that's all we have, Joey.
0: Yeah, so yeah, we just. Uh... Nice chat, long chat. Um, uh, you should you should play Detroit.
1: I will play Detroit. You should
0: play Detroit. That that's 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 an all play. Everyone should play Detroit so they can be prepared for the next podcast. Uh, if you haven't played Titanfall two, you should play Titanfall two. You don't have to play multiplayer. Just play a single player.
1: But also the it multiplayer. It if, if you
0: want to pay for it. It you can cost just five. For five dollars, you get access to EA Origin Pass whatever. You can play the Titanfall 2 single player, and you get ten dollars worth of Apex coins.
1: Oh, Nexon wants to point out because he said it multiple times. Uh, Apex and the Titanfall series is a source engine. Yeah, yeah, we said that. Yeah, I we w- we mentioned it a few times, but it's modified. I just want to make sure to acknowledge that.
0: Um. Yeah. Pl- play play those games. Play those games. Let's uh. Let's have some fun.
1: So thank you guys for joining us for another Garbage Game Club. We will do the next one very soon. Until then, goodbye. See you later, Android. Uh. That's it. Ugh. This trance is going to take a billion years. Do you have a uh, your USB? Can I can I use that one just because this one. This doesn't have
0: USB right? There's no way, it's too old.
1: That would have been nice. Use this one. Thank you. Is this a fast one? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's a fast one. But it's still an old USB look. Lovely, and now I am going to go to our thingy and go to patreon.com Creating post New post I don't like the way the new patreon looks even though it's a little more streamlined Also, they're starting to charge for this now well, I mean, they always charge a percentage. No, no, but there's, like, a premium thing now? Yeah, we don't have to pay for it because we're grandfathered into it. Oh, okay. Garbage Game Club, Episode 4. Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2. Live. You know, um... Live from a dinghy apartment. Titanfall in- 2 is a great speed game. Apartment... Dingy, home, in Reseda, California. GTV. Cyber garbage. Garbage game club. I use our tags all the time. This is for $10? Should we just make it five?
0: What? That changes everything.
1: We should probably change our tiers.
0: I know, we have to talk about that. Everything should be at the $5 tier, and we should just push the fuck out of it. Yeah. GTV, okay, so publishing. I think we can still do a lot of the same stuff, too. Like, if we're doing one if we're doing one of each podcast a month, uh, one State of the Garbage a month, and then one extra bonus piece of random
1: content. I can do a Nick's Nook once I, a week. I don't
0: know if that feels disingenuous,
1: because it's just like... I mean, it's, it's just more like, a, I think we do like a live stream thing, where it's just like, hey, let's just shoot the shit for a bit. Uh, how do I send this link to you? I'm gonna email it to you. I'm what? Emailing you a link to do what? To post in Discord. The disc- We don't have Discord on this computer. Throw that bad boy in Discord. Oh, we have one viewer. How exciting. All right, Joey, go ahead and give me a quick 10 count. I'm going to mute myself. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9,
0: 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, P, I, E, C, E,
1: all right, now it's my turn to give levels. Ooh, I'm peeking a bit. I'm going to bring myself down. Testing, one, two. I'm probably going to talk around this level. That's a little loud. That's a little bit better. Great. Hi, Z Master. So we're probably not going to address chat too much, but I think we'll have a point in chat for questions or something. I think that's fun. Joey, count again. seven. 11,
0: Great. 11, seven Seven, eleven, nope, eleven, seven, seven, we're recording 11, already. Eleven, seven, seven, God, I need to sit up so I don't look like I weigh 300 pounds.
1: I don't think you look like you weigh 300 pounds.
0: Mm, I'm getting rid of this couch now that we don't really like I'm getting rid of this I couch. I like
1: it. Ah, <laughs> you could throw it away yourself then. Put, <laughs> put it in the backyard, whatever. <laughs> um, we should just film in the backyard since we have more sunlight.
0: Yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking uh, like, like uh, a cocktail table.
1: Four. Over here. Oh yeah, that's 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 cool. I like almost that. Almost like
0: almost like a podium but more of a table. I dig that. That can just be stood at two people.
1: I dig that. Yeah, yeah, that could be nice. Three if you need it. I think it'd be fun to do like a spring late spring, <laughs> early summer live stream from the backyard where we just do the same show but just outside.
0: We'd have to we should wait until like, I guess you would lighter.
1: Yeah, that'd be fun.
0: And then when it starts to get dark, we have to like, um, light candles and shit. Yeah, it'd be cute. I mean, we like candles, lanterns.
1: Oh, we got I am Ed here. We got Next Hunter. We got Z Master. These are the people who aren't going to
0: bed yet. Yeah. Arguably, you know, my my problem, my problem with with watching uh, this live uh-huh. is that. Um, I feel like the premium experience is listening to it in an audio form cuz like it'll be edited it'll not have this It's fine. No. It have always to has this. Look at me. I throw this at the end of the episode as like a little bonus. Oh, that feels so bad. I should listen to those and QC them more. That that that's that's, what, fine. That, that's the note I'm giving to myself. I should I should We QC. never say anything bad. I mean, I I don't We never say anything bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. well,
0: Nick what you can't make anyone think that well we don't I mean I don't
1: <laughs> yes it's all me
0: Nick says some really fucked up stuff you'd be surprised if we go home and Nick is the one who's like you know talking about Fox News
1: yeah I'm just a big Alex Jones fan
0: AJ AJ what's up Um, I sh- I'm talking louder than I was during the mic test. That's so. fine.
1: I brought you down a little bit lower.
0: I just want to make sure I think okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I imagine just gonna play Final Fantasy fourteen while he's listening. Okay, see so, you know, I feel like that works.
0: That's um, okay, yeah. I I need um I need to sleep, I think.
1: I'll probably sleep at like midnight. Midnight. I
0: feel like I'm I'm a little bit more of a sleepy boy than normal. I was up I was up a little later than normal yesterday watching uh I found a, I found a new YouTuber who I appreciated. Oh nice. Who does who does video game stuff? I saw that I saw that someone in Discord recommended to you Game Maker's Toolkit and I was and I was just shocked and appalled that you don't watch that stuff yet because it's so up your alley. I feel like I should just share my list of of like <laughs> gaming YouTubers with you because you
1: don't. Yeah, I'm pretty minuscule. I keep my pool very limited. But like who's even in that pool? Uh it's Jeremy Parrish. It is the Giant Bomb crew. It is Nakey Jakey, and I think that's really it.
0: No, see, the the stuff that I the the gaming stuff I do on YouTube is so much more heady oh, and analytical, and, and uh, no clip. Yeah, but
1: no clip like makes documentaries. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I like. I, Have you I, never watched like a Reykjavik video? No, I don't know who that is. It's a place in Iceland, right? It is. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: there's probably like two or three people who I like just have to be like, hey, you should. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link you to like two or three different channels. And you're probably going to get obsessed and watch all of it. Then I'm going to like low-key hate that I shared it with you because I'll <laughs> be like, oh, fucking no, no, Nick watches the same stuff I do. Um, which is a bad mentality because if any of our fans actively do that, like not want to share something that they like with their friends, um, is bad. Because it's probably the easiest way to grow the audience. And I'm not trying to listen to a promo. But I'm just saying like, you know, Nick and I – Probably like, at least half similar interests, right? Yeah. Like it, it's definitely over fifty percent. I'd say it's probably between like fifteen and eighty. It's it lives somewhere in there, of like where our our interests cross crossover, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
1: um, you can even argue there might even be a little bit higher than that. Um, Zmaster so, suggested Boundary Break. I used to watch him in his prime, like when he first hit it big, but I kind of fallen off the the track.
0: Just just in in but in theory, like I mean. It, things that I like you have a high probability of liking and vice versa so it, I, feel, I feel like it's rude and shitty to like have like this hipster not wanting your friends to be into the same stuff you are because you feel like maybe some level of shame about it or like some level of like protectiveness because in reality I, sh- I should just share with you like the the these uh these uh, I guess I' just call them like YouTube pundits who i I know you would like.
1: Hmm. I guess I never feel in a way that like oh it's mine I can't share it with them. I think I feel I feel like I, that some times. I, I think I do feel more like a little bit not ashamed but a little embarrassed by some of the things I watch. Like I think the Giant Bomb one especially because it's just a bunch of forty year old white dudes who talk about games, but I really like them because they've just been in the industry pretty much since the beginning and they're great at expressing their viewpoints and I think they're very fair. And they cover games in a way that I just want to at some point. And, and I like them so much that I even back them on their website. I, I, I'm a Giant Bomb Premium subscriber. I give them $60 a year. And that's like a new thing for me, and I'm very excited about it.
0: That's, that's, that's cool. That's nice. And I feel like in, in the economy where we live, too, and like, you know, we – Get afforded all of what we have because people uh, support us. Yeah, we're very. But sometimes you know, I, I I feel like in comparison we're the lesser because we make less money. By the end of the day, like if you don't look at the balance sheet, we're doing the same stuff. Absolutely. Which 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 is which is crazy to think about. Like like we are in in a lot of ways like uh, like equals. So I I feel like there's people who I should give my to on Patreon. I just I just found a YouTuber last night called. A, Called Shammy, uh-huh who um, has some of the best comedic writing I've seen in video game reviews uh-huh um, it, it, it's almost like uh big money salvia and yahtzee like definitely definitely someone who does video game stuff but's heavily influenced by like yahtzee and big money salvia and, and makes it like new and their own it's like a fresh voice and it's actually funny so like i even went so far as to like send them a little bit today and be like hey uh I, I like your stuff maybe we can do something together someday yeah do be- something which is something that i that i rarely have ever done before but like Some of these, like if if they're not Jacksepticeye with like twenty million (laughs) YouTube subscribers, I feel like I feel like anyone under maybe five hundred thousand YouTube subscribers is worth reaching out to and being like, hey, uh, cool stuff. You probably don't get a lot of emails to your business email.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: I don't know if it was like I felt a little weird uh, uh, doing it, but at the same time, like, oh, this is probably like you know I. I like this person's writing, and we exist in like tangential circles. So maybe we should try and make more uh, bu- like business connections. Maybe we can go somewhere. Maybe we need like a writer for video game stuff. Maybe yeah, we do like a bad. fun show or something. I don't know. Yeah, I completely agree. Anywho, I, I gotta. I'll in in the in the Patreon post. I'll or fucking on the Patreon post. If uh, I, I'd recommend if if you listen to this and watch it you you check out three youtube channels uh it, w- it would be game makers toolkit shammy and and uh Reykjavik.
1: Reykjavik, okay. okay I'll, I'll include it when i post the vod i'll include the uh, links to the Yeah stuff
0: we have like, VOD, a, like so. a like a like a like a cliff notes section like like an annotations i'd i'd, I'd say what, look at those three youtubers i think you would like their stuff there's probably one i'm forgetting that i like also but but those three for sure